And uh, <laughs> before we get going on today's show, if you haven't bought one of these shirts yet, oh yeah, oh, you I yeah. love jobs. Or, it's winter time. Look at this, dude. I'm not or even. Get I'm, yourself I'm not, a damn hoodie. No. I'm not even trying to sell this thing. It is so comfortable. You don't it have is, to sell the one off your back. No, I mean, like, I'm not even, store. not even, like, as an advertisement to <laughs> yeah. sell. Like, it is legit. Stop John, up. that's a nice Carhartt, but I wonder what's underneath it. We're not going with that, Barry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was original. It was right. good. You all just right. came in and stole it all. <laughs> all, right. all right. It was. I liked it. We're keeping yours, John DeWarn. Welcome to Job Talks Podcast. Our goal is to facilitate knowledge sharing. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests on the show belong solely to the people expressing them. We do not represent the departments, cities, or towns we work for. We need to get it. We need to get into this. All right. Welcome back, everybody. All three or four of you that are watching the show. We appreciate you. Hi guys. Hi mom. Uh, don't forget. My mom to, actually uh, does watch the show. And my I mom does. Too, Hi yeah. mom. If you're watching or listening to this, please subscribe to the channel in which you are taking it in. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. We appreciate you. Uh, we have some uh, merch up. It's Christmas time. Ish. That was supposed to be Jingle Bells. It didn't sound like that. <laughs> that was not. It was even remotely close to Jingle Bells. Barry, are you having another moment? Or are you Barry had another Jocko fuel. Jesus, dude. He's out of control. He's out of control. Uh, so today, we're going to talk about generational gaps in fire service. Mm. And... Uh, before we get started, to set some ground rules is that we are not going to delve into political generational gaps because I don't believe in politics on this show, if you guys are okay with that. I'm good. I don't know yeah. what political side to bring it to anyway. Like yeah. the fact that there's no term limits for senators? Let me tell you something about that. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Sorry. So I, I on, a, on, a, on, a, on a serious note, the, the reason this kind of came to me is I had a I don't know if you want to call an incident recently. So I attended a class and uh, I had come in the class and it was like 30 seconds after it was supposed to start. Like literally like right on time, pretty much. And then a couple guys walked in after me. And so the guy who was teaching had said something. He was like, oh, at least you were on time to me. And I was like, nah, well, actually it wasn't. I walked in late too. Yeah. Whatever. And I thought it was this like funny, like we were just all having a good time. And then all of a sudden he just like out of nowhere very serious, not at all joking. It was like, is that why all millennials are shitheads? Oh, yeah. And I was like, dude. Yeah. So how old was he? He was uh, probably in his late 50s. You know what I asked them immediately after? After every single person who wants to refer to this generation or that generation as anything less than their own, I just say, huh, guess who raised all the millennials? Yeah. Your generation. Yeah. Good job. Strong parenting, bud. <laughs> Take a walk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, unfortunately, and I don't want to say what organization I was with, but I was there in an official capacity, so I didn't have the ability to um, to to really come back the way I wanted. But like as an almost forty year old, yeah, it's hard to like sit and bite your tongue. And as like 
for me is like, and I, I've said it to people before is like, you know, there's a, a lot of, a lot of guys buried in the ground of the millennial generation that fought wars for the last 20 years. Absolutely. And, and uh, and so like, that's just taking it personally to my generation, mm-hmm. but there's obviously generational gaps within the fire service. And, um, and the question is like, the question is like, how do we, how do we bridge those gaps? Because so I was in doing research for this episode, it was initially I had said like, Oh, how do we close the gaps? Mm. And one of the, I was listening to like a, it was like an HR conference. It was kind of hard to find stuff about, about this, but it was like an HR conference. And the guy that was talking was like, well, we don't say we're going to close them because some of the gaps are not closable. Like you just can't come to the same consensus on stuff because of your experiences and background and stuff. But you can build what they said is a two way street. You build a bridge and you learn to talk to them and communicate with them. And they learn to talk to you and communicate with you. Um, So I kind of just like, I, I hear it a lot in the, in not even in the fire service, just in life in general is, you know, this generation or that generation is this or that, whether it's older or younger or whatever the case is. So I thought it might be, um, just kind of a good episode to talk about experiences and like kind of what, um, what things we do. Um, the one thing I will say is like in that class, I learned nothing that day. I, I took zero. You're immediately tuned out. I, yeah, I took zero away from the class. And if, and if nothing else, being able to bridge the divide that we have and generational gaps is just one form of bridging divides we have as people in general. Like we're not all the same. We don't all come from the same places, backgrounds have the same values or the same thing are important to us. But if we can't, if we can't at least like bridge the divide and be civil to each other and have talk about our differences civilly, then we're going to do a disservice to the fire service because we're going to, have people tune us out. Um, well, that we're just going to create factions, and then you, yeah, exactly. we don't want to create any more factions than already naturally exist in every place in your life, but especially in the firehouse. Yeah, exactly. So, so. one of the things I think is important to remember too for that individual in specific, I don't know him, her, whoever, um, is that he doesn't speak for his generation. Probably, he's probably just an asshole. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's assholes in every generation. Yeah. There's plenty yeah. of assholes in mine. Look at me. I'm yeah. probably one of them. The biggest one. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. Right. we're all living proof yeah. that yeah. there are assholes yeah. in but, every generation. And he, as an instructor, also lost an opportunity to make a connection with his students. And that's yeah. on him. Right. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. And and, and I, I like I don't want to take it to too much of like that person or yeah. that class, but it just it, it sparked He's like not a, yeah. yeah, it just sparked a convert like a thought in my head. And, and yeah. again, like a lot of the show is mm-hmm. like our own personal experiences and like how we can build and make the fire service better. And that was one that just kind of came to me as yeah. like no, a, a, a topic to talk about. Yeah, and, right. You know, it's, I don't think it's going to be a long episode and I don't think that, you know, we're not out here being researchers and, and um, psychologists and things like that. But yeah. uh, I can give you, yeah, we're not going to drop, a, we're not going to drop a bunch of data on you guys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to drop a yeah. little, not bit. a bunch though, just a <laughs> no, little, just, just a little, little bit. bit. No, I mean, I can give you, Again, like I said, you know, I based a lot of like my leadership theory and experience. Uh, again, like the generational gap comes down to like sh- again, like strong leadership and your ability to connect with people regardless of generation under a common purpose. This one being the fire service, mm-hmm. but like my experience in the army, like I'm coming up on 13 years. Like the way that I would initially interact with like younger soldiers 10 years ago is not really socially acceptable or probably effective way to interact with soldiers of today so like i have to realize that like hey like different people respond and i think that's like navigating like the difference 
between like being a good instructor in this case or being a good person or, mm-hmm. you know, like navigating this generational gap. But like the way that people respond is different. It doesn't make them less effective or capable while like my generation, like I responded really well to getting the dog shit smoked out of me and thrown up on the floor. Yeah. Um, that doesn't necessarily fly nowadays and like <clears throat> there's other ways of like pulling the best out of people. I think that's not even always just a generational thing. Like everybody has a different personality, you know, like yeah. some people learn by reading it. Some people learn by seeing it. Some people learn by yeah. doing it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it can be hard, like, especially the military thing. Like I'm hundred percent guilty. You know, you hear it and you're like, God, man, that's like, we've gone soft. And like and maybe we have, I don't know. And, yeah, and no, like, technologically is it's the same difference as like, okay. Like if we have someone, um, you know, grew up in this, you know, grew up in the city has zero exposure to saws. Right. And then you have like a 55 year old senior man that's upset. That this kid like doesn't know the first mm-hmm. thing about, about a saw. Right. Mm-hmm. But maybe like you said, the two way street of interaction to where like he's trying to con ed for EMT class online and has no idea how to like use a computer. And this right. young kid is bringing something to the table sense like, Oh, let me help you with that. And like, yeah. he's teaching him the mechanical strength of like, Hey, yeah. this is how to use a saw. And he's teaching him the technological strength. So it's a two way street. street. Yeah. So uh, get into a little bit of the like technical stuff with generations. First off, it's not necessarily arbitrary, but the, the like dates for the generations vary on different charts. They're not an uh, exact science. They're generally guided by like 15 to 20 year period where people grew up with the similar experiences. So, sure. um, there's five generations in the workplace i don't think if for sure in massachusetts we don't see anybody in what they call the traditionalist or silent generation those were born between 1925 and 1945 so you're talking almost 80 years old 77 years old um at their youngest um there are i think places in the country though that you could have these in some volunteer departments i was gonna say that's that's where you're gonna see it yeah Yeah. i think wasn't a captain um in maine a few years ago was his late 70s or early 70s that passed away uh, on a call so 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 they are there they and i'll show you kind of a makeup of the um workforce in a second so after them are the baby boomers okay boomer this is this is the only generation officially recognized by the census. Really? So, yep. The baby boomers from 1946 to 1964 is the only generation that's officially recognized by the U.S. Census Bureau. Interesting. Um, and then after that is Gen X, 1965 to 1980. Millennials are 1981 to 2000. And then the, the I guess it's not the current generation. There's one after Gen Z. I think there's a name for it. I don't remember. But Gen Z is 2001 to 2020. So generally it's a, f- a 15 to 20 year period. So I, I'm curious, like, so if the census came up with, like, the baby boomer, but, like, all those other, like, Gen X, Gen Z, millennial are all, like, common terms. I wonder, like, who came up with They're, like, ones? researchers that, that, uh, that, yeah, they're, like, research groups that, that, that delve into this stuff and gotcha. decide. And um, so, like, one, one, you know, said that the um, millennial generation was ended in 1996 and not 2000 mm-hmm. because, okay. of, because of these ideas and whatever. So it's not like an exact science. It's kind of research group. But in general, it's an easy way to kind of cohort people when yeah. we talk about like, especially in the workforce, when we're trying to like deliver material and stuff to them. So, okay. um, so those materials are the science or the silent generation. Those are like pre-1945. Um, so that's like Second World War, um, rationing, um, fixed gender roles, like rock and roll was just coming in, some different things. Um that makes up 2% of the U S current workforce. Um, and, uh, 
I'll put this up on our social media as well. I had to kind of put this blackout banner because this graphic was really good and I liked it, but it was giving us the uh, the percentages for the UK workforce, which were slightly different. So oh, I sure. added the percentages for the US workforce in there. And so like their, their aspirations and stuff were a little different. They wanted home ownership. Um, they were pretty disengaged with technology. Um, they felt, felt like jobs are for life, so they weren't switching around. More career driven. Yeah, signature product in their generation was the automobile. So and think about, think about what we have now, and like that was the signature, not the newest Tesla or whatever. It's <laughs> just the automobile. Um, they communicated with formal letters, so you talk about like finding all these letters back and forth from like World War II, which is pretty cool. And they communicated face to face with face to face meetings is what they preferred. Baby boomers. Um, these are now our actually th- only our third um, biggest. Uh, population in the workforce so this is like cold war era um born post uh world war ii um they had like the apollo moon landings youth culture woodstock they were very family oriented um and they make up 25 percent of our workforce um their aspiration was to have job security so you, you know you have to imagine that you're you're guided by the experiences you have in life and then by the experiences the people before you had so when you grow up and you're like oh we had no money you know blah blah, blah that kind of bleeds into stuff too yeah. um they started kind of adapting to early it um they very organizational um careers are defined by employers their signature product was television um they kind of they talk by telephone and they still um prefer face-to-face communication um but they will uh, tell an email if they need to. Um, next is Generation X. And so one of the interesting things I found is like I was listening to the, like some of this like talk and um, they were saying that like you could technically fall into the range of say a millennial or Gen X or baby boomer or whatever, but because of the people that raised you, your mm-hmm. experiences could be different and that your mentality is really that of a different generation. Sure. So again, it's not like an science um i feel like i fall somewhere between um generation x and millennials um so this is the end of the cold war or fall of the berlin wall um uh introduction of the first computers mobile technology um they believe in work-life balance um they're digital immigrants is what they're talked to so so this is like the and I read the uh, thing about a micro generation called Xennials, where it's like they had an analog childhood and a digital adulthood. So that's like like migrating into digital life. And I, yeah. I kind of like that. Um, uh, early portfolio careers loyal to loyal to profession, but not necessarily to employer. So this is where you start like, okay, I want to stay in this one career field, but I'm not necessarily tied to an employer. Um, PC is their big thing. Email and text messages, uh, the communication media, and that's what they prefer. Gen Y is the millennial generation. So this is, uh, this is, uh, why does it say? Oh, born, sorry, born in 1981 to 95. So all of these dates are born in, not the period of time. So they they actually experienced 9-11. They have like video games like PlayStation, social, the rise of social media. So Gen Y is the millennials. Gen Y is the millennials, yep. And then... um, they want freedom and flexibility. They're digital natives, so their whole lives have been digital. Um, they're entrepreneurs. They work with organizations, not for organizations. Yeah. So kind of that like yeah. differentiation. 
uh, especially between like the maturest, which you can think about like unions were first starting to take rise and mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? You didn't work with anybody you worked for. Right. Um, text, social media is a big thing. They prefer online communication. Yeah. Um, Gen Z is born after 1995. Um, so this is like economic downturn, global warming, mobile devices, things like that. This only makes up 3%. They want security and stability. Um, um, they're, they're very well-versed in technology, um, career multitaskers, so they can move in between different careers and employers. Um, they have like signature products like Google Glass. Um, What's Google Glass? Nano computing. It's like those glasses you wear that look at stuff and will like look up Google. Oh, jeez. Yeah, see, oh. we're, we're a couple of generations pioneer. 3D printing, well, it's, things it's like that. It's interesting because I'm, yeah. I'm closer to being a Gen Zer than a Gen Y. You think that maybe they should have started? Uh, yeah, but it's it's all about but those but those the part of the reason they they change that is that the yeah. very defining like yeah. characteristics. You, you, know? you think maybe that they should have started the generations at A so they could go out of, yeah, got a hundred right? maybe got a hundred more years out right. of. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we're already at yeah. Z, so yeah they they prefer to um, they prefer to communicate via like FaceTime and this is something you see all the time. Like you see people walking around literally on FaceTime yeah. on their phone. Yeah, it's different. Um, yeah. And so they say solutions for like, uh, for like making decisions will be like digitally crowdsourced. So they bring which we, in, which we see, which you see all the time. Yeah. With all the GoFundMe's and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I will say I was never a big FaceTime person until the last little while of my life. However, um, I think, I think people, I don't think anyone is hard and fast in any, any one of these categories. Like, cause my grandma, for example, like FaceTimes has an iPhone and is like, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's not that they don't adapt. I think it's just yeah. like the, it, it, it's the majority yeah. and like preference. Like if, but for me, like for, with FaceTime, for example, like I use FaceTime because I would rather get as close to like a face to face conversation. Like of all these, like I would much rather be in person. But, like, if I can get closer to having, like, a face-to-face, like, more personal interaction, like, that's why I do stuff like yeah. that. Mm. I, uh, I've i told you before, there's <laughs> only, like, two people I answer my yeah. phone for, and Barry's, like, one of them. Yeah. Um, or face, I, I I hate FaceTime. It's awkward to I me. hate it, it with a passion. It does, it's I great don't, for, like, if you're... I if don't want to see your grandkid or yeah. something. That's like that. that's cool. the only thing I like is like my wife will FaceTime me at work to see my kid. Yeah. And that's not as bad, but like talking to another adult and FaceTime, way out. Don't yeah. like it. I'll FaceTime Unless, you later. Like occasionally like um somebody will have a problem and like, oh FaceTime me and show me. Like that's a like that's it's a tool. I, it's I a tool that, in your toolbox, yeah, right, you know. Right, right. Um but I, I feel like so for me, I feel like I fall a little bit between Gen X and Gen Y. Like the personal computer came into my life. Um you know, I was like in high school. Not that it didn't exist. I just had no real. I'm a baby boomer. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I, I prefer text. Like I, I would prefer. I would like to talk to you face to face. Yeah. But I hate talking on the phone. I, really? Oh, I've told you this. I do not like talking on the phone. Interesting. I don't. I don't think you understand. This could just be like a social anxiety thing. I, I literally like when people call me is like a physical reaction like i don't i don't like you know what it is is like i feel like you get your put on the spot so anything they ask you you have to answer right then any whatever like where's a text message i can look at it i can think about it i can mm-hmm. go back answer on my own time even when i call you yeah you're like oh ha, ha, what if you ask me a question yeah no i don't like i don't like answering phone calls I hate it Interesting. I, i've i know what you're talking about and but i've i've gotten to the point now where like 
I understand that you don't have to have an answer for somebody. So if you don't, if you're not sure how you want to answer the question, it's easy enough to just say, "Hey, listen, I, yeah. I, I gotta think about that for a minute. I'll get back." That's that's like that's Doesn't part of it, what but the it's question not is. the that's not the overarching. It's just it's the commitment. I know what you mean. It's yeah. a commitment. Like if I pick up that phone, I am committed to you for as long as you need. Maybe I want to take a nap. Especially and if I don't it's want that, to talk to you. Especially if it's that like person that or, always asks you for money or something. It's like, oh, damn. yeah, I prefer <laughs> like text message allows me interesting to to have my freedom still and just dis- decide when I want to communicate with you. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like I love everybody here. I I much I use the Barry. I think is literally the reason I use the phone um, <laughs> because Barry's you call got me, me all into the time. it. Huh? You call me all the no, time. No, I know, I know, but like yeah. I will with my close friends, but outside of that. I know the plumbing company's calling me, and I see him call me, and I'll decide to call them back. It's I know it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, whatever. It is what it is. One of your ticks. Yeah, that's and not I, a thermal I, so that, thermal imaging camera. Not yeah. that kind of tick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of the, I know speak to very good. Yeah. Those ticks. Nick, you have something to say? I do. I I I know nothing fire service related, but with regard to the phone texting thing, I, I don't know if it's because I'm I have. Uh, I'm incredibly sarcastic. A lot of the stuff that I say, and I, I don't know. I've been, I've been told by friends, a lot of friends, that they don't know how I mean something when I say something over text. I personally use proper punctuation, but in young people, that's now, aggressive. It's rude, or or you're angry when yeah. you put a period at the end uh, of the yeah. sentence. Yeah, yeah, it's aggressive. Um, I love talking on the phone because I leave no room for interpretation when I say what it is, and I have the opportunity to say. <laughs> Well, what I mean by that is X, Y, Z. Where do you fall is. into this uh, generation, Charlie? Ninety-four. I was born. So, so you're, so you're, uh, you're a millennial. Yeah. Just on the very end of a millennial. Yeah, yeah. So I, but so like the internet was invented the year I was born. Uh, we had computer lab, and the computers were all those gigantic yeah. box. So, computers. so, so when I was in high school, we were typing on typewriters was a mm. class. Mm. Wow. Oh, typing class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to on have, typewriters, not, yeah, no, not yeah. computers. We had the same thing, except it was typing class was with uh, a keyboard on a on a computer. Did you yeah. play that game? It was like the typing. Which game. one? There were so many, and there. Oh, I thought so you were going to say the Oregon Trail. Yeah, I did. So we had trail. we had a computer in in uh, I don't remember if it was middle school or high school, and there were two games: Flight Simulator and Oregon Trail. And oh, yeah. you literally ran to the library to get in line yeah. to get your ten minutes to play whichever <laughs> yeah, yeah, game you wanted yeah. to play in the morning. That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, cool. No, but I just I thought that was very interesting because I it's it's texting. If I say like IDK, it could be like I, I don't know. Yeah. But if I'm like actually I don't know, um, like especially when you call me for something media really right. Yeah. If I just like IDK. Yeah. You'd be like um, what? So, but if if you were talking to me on the phone, you go hey can we do this this and this with the show? I can be like actually I don't know. I can find the answer though, and I'd be happy to get back to you. Yeah, as it's soon totally as different response. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know that my my not liking phone calls is generational or if it's just like like a personal like social anxiety i have Hmm. um but either way like these things exist so in the firehouse i mean we see this stuff all the time like you like um i just i just had a conversation um with someone recently and we were talking about um doing some training with brand new people and like it seems to be a little bit more difficult for them to do some of this hands-on stuff Mm -hmm. and and uh one thing to me is like like kids growing up do less and less hands-on things more and more digital things so this is you have to bring them out of the realm they're comfortable with Mm. and into the realm into this realm and in our job you have to be able to figure out a way to do that because you can't 
digitally put your SCBA on. Yeah. Right. You have yeah. to physically. You have do to it. create ways, and this is like a like we said, it's a two way street. Um, for the senior members, even those like you know middle middle members, and then like our our young guys coming on, like you have to create opportunities to make a connection. Um, and that has to come down like if individuals are walled off, whether you know, um, on the younger side or on the older side, and they're not willing to kind of collaborate in the middle. That's where the mm-hmm. lost. The experience is going to be lost and the yeah, fire yeah. service is going to be poorer off for it. Yeah. And I think there's a like adaptability in, um, in the department. So like, I think you'll see it, you know, places roll out classes online and, and some people are like, yeah, sweet. I can do classes online. Some people are like, yeah, I can do classes online. Cause I can just skip ahead to the test. Sure. And then there are people that are like, why aren't we doing this in person? Yeah. And I think and like, that's me. Yeah. Pretty much. And yeah. I think that you have to strike a balance of obviously there are classes you shouldn't do online. Like, right. I mean, if you come down to it, the podcast, right. If you want to look at it, it would be like an online class almost like yeah, right. not that we're teaching, but no, like no. you're gaining information from an online platform, Yeah, but you can't gain all the information from this. Like I could watch a video. I'll give a perfect example. I, we talked about doing some rope stuff a few months ago with bailout kits and we talked about doing the um kelly burn method for lowering somebody on your kit so i watched videos of that and i like tried to figure it out and i like sort of saw it and then i reached out to um to lieutenant of the rescue and uh you know he's like oh you, if you want to do anything let me know and i was like actually i would love to do this and i'm telling as soon as i yeah. as soon as yeah. you put i was like oh that's how it works yeah. like it was it was so easy so like in in I could be different than you or you where you could have picked all that information up and actually known what to do. No, I think like, it's, I, I think w- it's I would have been, I would have been in your boat. Yeah. You have yeah. to start balance yeah. and you have to, you have to like figure out a way to communicate with every member of your department because here's the thing. Like I don't care if you're a baby boomer who hates millennials or Z's or Gen Z's who thinks baby boomers or whatever, or this or that. Like, that's not the point. The point is that all of us exist. Yeah. Right. Period. End of discussion in the workplace. And, we have to find a way to like progress the fire service and work through these generational divides and gaps. And, and like I said, like we don't have to close them. Mm-hmm. Like you can no. firmly stand in your beliefs. I think it's as important to seek out the the senior man or the senior officer in the firehouse to pick their brain as it is important to, if you have downtime, like in the winter to get on the interwebs and use that as a repository of information too. Yeah. Right. So, like, an example that I personally benefit way more from hands-on training, um, and I love, like, you know, shooting the shit with senior members and, like, just soaking up as much as I can from them. But I also know that, like, it's beneficial to me to get on YouTube and just, like, watch Reading Smoke. Because, like, I yeah. there's not enough fires for me to really, like, take it in and absorb it. Yeah, right. But if you can go on YouTube and, like, watch, like, the um, NFPA, like, smoke reading class where yeah. there's, like, all of a sudden there's 100 buildings in front of you with right. different velocities and densities of smoke. And then I can kind of create, like, when I see that in real life, now I have, yeah, like, equate so, uh, okay. Got it. So that in and of itself is a generational gap yeah. because we, as a fire service, used to see a lot of fires. And so, like, some of the older, more senior, I don't want to say older, more senior members, more experienced members might have that, that experience of reading smoke and been able to do that. But the only way that you can continue that now is not the only way, but, you know, supplement is yeah. through that. I also think... And it, like um, digital based format is really good. Like, you know, obviously we're a Northeast podcast, 
uh, I think it's really good for the winter, right? When you can't get out in the yard, there's a couple of feet of snow on the ground. It's cold out. It's icy. You can't throw ladders, but I can go on vector, like whatever resource and just watch some videos for like the times where weather is not working in your favor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if we were down South where you can just be out in the drill yard all day, 365, I would do that. But I think it's a cool resource. You know, if you're up in Canada, right? Like where there's like, it's negative 30 degrees out. Like we can't have guys outside. Right. But like you can throw, get, you know, like watch a road class and then do do some stuff inside together mm-hmm. like make make yeah. the best of it you know yeah. so i think it's a, i think it's a blend one of the things i had i had read or, or heard was that um is that, is that uh, your plumber? <laughs> it is my plumber actually don't call him back <laughs> call him when you're ready <laughs> um let's <laughs> see i have an excuse right now one of the things i'd heard is that that the more senior people want to be respected and the junior people want to be heard and I th- everybody wants to be respected and heard but i think that that's when i when i when i think i, I listened to it it made a lot of sense because i feel like senior members feel like younger members don't respect their opinions and experience because they've never had them mm. and so it's important to let the senior members know that you do respect and like take value from the experiences they were able to have and then i think as a senior member important to listen to a junior member who might have a totally different perspective of the world right and and we touched on this too like when you're uh maybe it was the best job you ever have episode i think um we talk about like getting in and training people right and you train somebody and then and maybe they um or maybe you're the senior person right and they don't know it and they're showing you this tool Mm -hmm. instead of being like oh you know i know how to use this you listen because they might have a totally different perspective than you a totally different experience or well the good the good news is or maybe the bad news is like this is a tale as old as time right yeah the guys and the guys and gals in the 20s looking at the kids in the 40s being like oh these kids don't know what they're doing they don't know their ass from their elbow Mm -hmm. and then those kids from the 40s went off and defeated the nazis and the japanese at the same time and saved the world right and then you know 20 years later those world war ii vets were looking at the vietnam guys like these kids, all they do is smoke pot or do whatever they do, and you know, and then they fight in Vietnam. Right. And then actually, you know what I mean? So it's just like a, yeah. it's a yeah. never ending. Yeah. And I think we have to be collectively be better at realizing, like, hey, there's always going to be a generational gap. And it's just like the last generation always been like, whoa, when I was, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah. you all have to realize, like, you have to create those opportunities for connection or else those um, experiences and like pearls are, are going to be lost. I also feel like as you get a little older, you you maybe are more fluid through what are typical generational ties. So like as you learn, you're like, oh, they were right about this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you gain some knowledge and like requisite like life experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, even now, like I'm getting old. Like five years from now, you won't view a lot of the things that you look at now the same way. You just won't because your experiences teach you otherwise. Yeah. Or um, they're just going to change your perspective a little bit. That's yeah. And, and and then now imagine that you have uh, this person that's coming onto the fire service in their early 20s in very formidable times. Mm-hmm. That same five-year gap that changed your mind, you know, yeah. like it might or, or or whatever the case is, like and they experience it as a teenager and you experience it as a 40-year-old mm-hmm. or whatever. Like you're just going to take it differently and because you're going to put your own beliefs and values and life experiences into determining like how you feel about a certain thing right um into it and um you know it's interesting and like i i had actually had asked um one of my buddies from my old department to come on today because we've had some pretty good conversations about not specifically saying like generational gaps and divides yeah. but like you know, had the conversation about you get newer kids that come on 
and and I call them kids, and they're not always kids, right? They, you could, I got on the fire service when I was 28 after military. They're not always kids, but you get younger people that come on the job, and they don't know what they don't know. And, yeah. like, how do you motivate them to go out and throw ladders, to go out and search with a thermal imager, to go out and do these things? Mm-hmm especially when fires are down yes. and the majority of the job is EMS and they're really good at that job. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I, like I'm good at my job, Yeah, but you, well, but you have to, you have to almost yeah. convince them that yeah. this does happen. And when it does happen and you don't have that experience, yeah. it's, that and I think that's something, this was probably from way back when Johnny, when you were saying, um, like looking at each generation as being like a subject matter expert in different things where like we look to these guys as experts with fire. Mm-hmm. But then that completely switches with EMS yeah. where they're looking at us. I think you had mentioned that. In a yeah, we did. Episode. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys who uh, have mentioned that because you know back, uh, I would say the guys now who are approaching retirement age, they're in their last like ten years or so. Some of those guys are basics, and some of them went on to become paramedics and like the first paramedics that we had, and so um, like that's what we've all noted is that a lot of these guys are like, Hey, no, you're the expert here. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. You guys all went and got educated in this stuff. And then, you know, they laugh and they go, I'm just a basic, you know right. what I mean? They laugh and they're like, just, just let me know when you need CPR. You know what I mean? But they're <laughs> right. looking to us for direction in the, in the things that um, we were doing in that medical. I was telling you guys about the other night, um, you know, I had um, one of our senior lieutenants on and, and he was just like, Hey, what do you need? Right now? you put us at a fire and I'm going to be looking at him like, Hey, what are we doing here? What do you want me to do? And that's, that's super yeah. important is that yeah. I feel like that's the mutual respect is yeah. like, is like, is I'm not ashamed to admit that you know more than me about being in fires. Right. And in fact, I'm happy that you do mm-hmm. because I can keeps you safe. Yeah. I can watch, learn from you, mm-hmm. be safe by your experiences. And then the flip side of that coin is that they have the mutual respect for you yeah. that you have experienced a totally different, Right. side of this is your primary function in right. the fire department right and in the in and that applies to to like i think that is a generational thing in and of itself but uh, that applies to like the general generational gap mm. as a whole yeah um one of the things i you know i was reading about this and it actually specifically talked about this example which i was kind of happy about because i i feel like i hear it a lot is um is some of the more seasoned guys um get upset when there's overtime and that people aren't don't want to work, um, and you know, it, it gets perceived that some of the younger generations are lazy. And uh, this this thing was actually talking specifically about that, and that the values are different because of because of the experiences that shaped you, the different wars, mm-hmm. famine or not famine, like you know, depressions, uh, like whatever the case is, that the younger generations value that work life balance a mm-hmm. lot more than the older generations who believe that you are dedicated to your employer. Um, and so like just little things like that. And it's, again, it's like we can just learn to see like, Hey, I'm not lazy. I have these beliefs and values because of the experiences that shaped me. Or maybe it was that, you know, my dad worked all the time and I was like, you know what? I want to separate that a little bit and spend more time doing these other things, whether it be hobbies or kids or whatever the case is. Right. Um, like that stuff is important to, to younger people. Not that it's not important to the older people. They just have a different value system sometimes. And that's again, probably brought on by the parents that raised them. Like mm-hmm. you said, like, no, you, you go to work and you work, you know yeah, what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, and I 
I just think that it's interesting and like as a as a fire service um it's really important hey nick yes can you do me a favor sorry i think you have the uh firefighter success book on that and i think that's uh, like it brings up an interesting point so like i always try to highlight that younger kids have to i don't not that they have to do more walking in the door but to be to be competitive have you guys ever seen nick hi this is nick 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 (laughs) um to walk in the door, right? Like these kids now, they probably get their EMT to get their paramedics. So you yeah. know that they want to be there. Right. Yeah. Um, but also like the things that we talk about doing. So like previous generations where they went to, you know, one or two fires a week to where mm-hmm. they have all this experience versus like us talking like, Hey, I want to go to FDIC to like broaden my horizon to sure. soak in more, which yeah. they probably weren't. They were like, Hey, right. you, you go to work, you do your thing, you go home, you take care of your family versus us. We're like, Hey, I want to, interact with people from Seattle fire from all these different departments to like soak up that knowledge that maybe we're not getting on the street. Right. Um, so I, like you said, like I think there's pros and cons. And I think that leveraging everyone's individual experience and capability is what yeah. is gonna, I think, uh, the, there's a, obviously EMS and the fire service, they go hand in hand. It's, you can hardly separate them. There are some departments, obviously bigger departments that have them separated. Right. But you know, especially in, in like a smaller town, like on a smaller job where we have, you know, you have to be dual certified, right? So you have, yeah. you're a paramedic and you're, uh, you know, you got your one and two for yeah. fire certifications, right? And probably some sort of hazmat, probably like what? It's just, a, um, what's the level that operation you got? Operation. Level. No, it's not operations, is it? It's yeah, just, operational level responders, but they get you in the academy. Okay. All right. I, I thought it was just called responder level. Um, so how do I become a good firefighter? when I'm so concerned about missing something on an EKG or not making the right call on a medical, you know what I mean? So it's like, let me just put my head in those books for a little while. Right. Meanwhile, I'm not looking at YouTube videos of smoke and things like that because I'm like my day in and day out, my bread and butter are chest pain calls. Right. So it's like, I got to get good at those. Right. So difficult. It's different. You know, I, I know that and this is not to, put down any emt basic or anything like that but back in the days of like just straight bls it was like get in the bus if he needs oxygen give him oxygen yeah. put the pads on him if you think he's gonna code you know what i mean one it's really it's it's really basic life support so it's just it's it's kind of easy to get right. your get a handle on that and even even the even the basic life support of today is different yeah. from the basic life support of it, yeah of course it 20 is. years ago so that's that's that is a gap in itself like how do you how do you balance that right. you know and some some people before us they, they didn't necessarily have that they didn't have to balance that they could really just concentrate on fire stuff right so that that makes it difficult and i think again that's where like the whole two-way street is is like you know you have those conversations and and uh the, the ems one comes up in the firehouse all the time, all the time. there's the, there's just a divide in in between the EMS and I don't even really want to get into I it. I wonder but if there's an episode exists. about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think it really hits as hard on that divide as much as it does. It's just like, you know, what EMS is. But like, like I've tried to have conversations like, listen, I 100% understand what you're saying. Just like, I'm not complaining about doing the job. Like, this is like, but this and this and this could be better. So, it, it, again, it's just if you can open up the two-way if they can respect your opinion and you can respect their opinion and then you can work towards a 
common solution common solution yeah then that's where it is and yeah. uh, so maybe this is a good part to read this quote so shout out to john talon who gave us this book uh, firefighter success um shout out to jim moss for uh, for writing the book for jim moss yeah <laughs> he's made a few appearances on yeah. the show. um there were two two things that came to mind when i was doing this like putting this t- together two quotes one i put up on the thing and one i forgot to but so this is um in uh the change chapter um and uh this is change or die and it says uh firefighters are not satisfied with status quo and yet they have a difficult time navigating the ever-changing fire service however if we are to be successful we must embrace change openly and quickly as we discussed in chapter one being coachable successful firefighters are those who are teachable big john um one of yeah. John's Coach points. Um, if we're teachable, it demonstrates we're open-minded. If we're open-minded, then we're able to understand the why behind the changes that we are confronted with. If we're able to understand, then we can finally accept change and really adapt. So although this is mostly, the chapter is mostly talking about actual like physical things like PPE, EMS coming into the fire service mm-hmm. and whatever, I thought it was really applicable to the generational gap. Is like if we can, um, if we can understand the why, uh, if we're open-minded to each other, then we can embrace each other and each other's viewpoints, and we can create common solutions that allow us to to build the two-way street between generations, have the conversations, and ultimately, as a mission-oriented, like, no-fail job, we can get the job done correctly. Mm. Um, and then the the last the last quote um, is also from this book. Um, I forget what chapter it was in. Um, but it just says, uh, ultimately, our profession is about serving people. In order to serve, we must be able to connect and interact with all different kinds of people on different levels. And, like, if that doesn't hit the nail on the head about breaching yeah. any, not just generational divide, any divides that we may have, like, we, as a job, are here to serve people. And if we can't, like, interact with people on different with different backgrounds on all different levels within our own firehouse, we're never going to be able to do that out in public. So, mm-hmm. um, starts with us and like, you know, I think these are just good conversations. I, there was, I had actually signed up to go to, and it got canceled. I was sad. Um, New England fools had had, a, they were putting up a, yeah, a lecture on it. Um, speaking of, so I had, I had asked a question online, so sorry, I'm, I'm in a book and then in my I think phone technology here, was one of the biggest. Answers. Yeah. So that was one of the, um, yeah, I did see the, I did see the, uh, post that rusty recommend yeah so he said uh technology a couple people answered so technology would be my obvious answer um less obvious would be traditions huge gap between those who are into the job and those are fire department employees which i think can be generational for sure but he and he even says that age of that last gap is fluid so you get people that are more seasoned or more experienced Mm -hmm. that are there just because it was a decent job at the time and you get people that are into the job whatever (laughs) but if the leadership and culture is there you can take people that are fire department employees and make them into the job yeah and it's that it's not old versus young the way you might think and i 100 Mm -hmm. percent agree with that and again like generational the generations is just kind of a loose term for putting people in cohorts so we can try to understand how they function and operate which helps as a society and as a business to to do things correctly um another one said that uh this person said being part of the younger generation is general knowledge of household tools and how to use them um he said he was fortunate but not all younger people are brought up building things working with their hands right um but they might be more into how computers work and have a better understanding of modern technology um there's so many things people can devote time to it's impossible to learn them all um he said he, he grew up building a treehouse with some of his friends 
didn't really touch tools, but the same friends could build a computer or code, you know? So right. everybody has value regardless of generation, background, whatever the case is. It's just, it's up to us to find it because we have to build that common ground within ourselves to be able to effectively work the team when Definitely. this is a team-based sport and go out and ultimately be mission successful. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so that was it. I mean, just a yeah. quick talk. No, just wanted to, to kind of talk about that. You know, obviously, like I said, we're not psychologists or whatever, but I think it's important to, if you don't acknowledge that there's an issue or that there's a potential issue, mm-hmm. you can't work towards a solution for yeah. it. So yeah. acknowledging the fact that there are gaps in generations and yeah. values that are different, I'll just kind of allows us to move forward. I think. Definitely. I think Great that the I think that in general, um, you know, I think it's really true about the fire services. You get a lot of type A personalities. I think we all kind of sit on that same common ground. Now, not everybody in the firehouse is going to be that way, but I think yeah. a good majority of people. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, there there could be, you know, a little bit of pride getting in the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas absolutely. like you have somebody, you know, maybe he's only been on the job for a year or two, but he's showing you how to do something. You're like, who's this kid thinking? or something right. and then you have but it's like well he actually really knows what he's talking about you know what i mean so right. setting setting aside you know pride and things like that and like you had mentioned before keep an open mind yeah. you know what i mean so that we can all communicate and interact with each other uh I, I don't have an issue taking um direction from anybody that knows what they're talking about you know what i mean uh, you know i i stole this uh from barry early on because he would always say that i respond to strong leadership and and I find that I'm the same way. Um, there is, uh, oh, man, I just had something. I just had something good that I was gonna, uh, I was gonna drop something on you. A uh, little knowledge and bomb, then, and then and then I lost it. But um, yeah, just just being able to to learn from you know from from anybody that that you're working with, um, it, that that's that's huge. And just being open minded that you can learn from them regardless yeah. of their. And you should never stop learning, even if you're. Yeah. I hope when I'm 60, 65 years old that I take the opportunity. To, yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just stagnant and you yeah. dying on the Yeah. Inside. You got to be able, you got, I learned this uh, lesson early on and uh, uh, like my old man would just be like, just, I don't care if you don't like that teacher, you know? Right. It doesn't matter, but you can take something away from him or her. You know what I mean? There right. is a lesson to be learned. There is some kind of knowledge to be passed down. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so just, keep that in mind while you're you know while you're sitting there sulking in her class because you don't like her, that she she does have something to teach you something right so so if you don't if you don't like her at least learn something yeah i know? i i fully reject the excuse of generational gaps and i think for, uh, uh chief eichel's the same thing uh, you know you see people that blame the generational gap to be clear i don't reject that there are generational differences i think Project using that as an excuse for not being good. I was gonna say, yeah, that, that's because he when when I brought it up to him when he came in, he shut it down very quickly. Like I don't know where exactly he sits on. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's. I think he said I fully reject the idea of it. Uh, he said there's nothing that I can't take someone and and show them. Right. You know what I mean? But um, I think, but that's like on a personal. That's like on a very personal, like base to base case where it's like, yep, yeah, not everybody can no, listen it, and learn from everybody, and and that's you know true. what I mean. So it's like it's it's almost like I agree with like what he's saying, but I don't know if I agree that it's like not actually a thing, and I don't want to put words in his mouth. I don't know if that's what. Yeah, he's again, I, it's not that there's yeah generational gaps don't exist. It's just yeah. that in 
you use that as the excuse for why somebody's doing something yeah. and you haven't like, you know, oh, they, the younger people don't want to do this. Well, right. if you haven't taken the time to try right. and do that, then, then you're equally as at fault. And it's yeah, that has to be a, sol- there has to be a solution. Yeah, so exactly. you just have to find it. And even if, even if it doesn't work, it's not necessarily always because they're younger or older mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh. So. I mean, like, like you said, like uh, you just have to create the opportunity to make a connection. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That no, was a good, good topic. Yeah. That was it. That was all I had. So, um, yeah, unless you guys have anything else. No. Um, but that I was going to say that uh, that data that I promised you, Will, wasn't going to drop on you. That actually, that if you take a minute um, to look at the slide that has all of that information from um, generation to generation and everything on it, take a few minutes and look at that. Uh, if you're listening, if you um, you know can find it on our YouTube channel, or maybe we'll uh, put a post on about it. But we'll put it on the social media. It has a lot of good and interesting information, and it might help you out uh, in realizing where kind of some of these disconnects may be exactly you know um and so you can kind of see where you know where you can start building that two-way bridge yeah absolutely yeah um thanks for tuning in again uh you're working stay safe yeah the holiday we will see you guys next week and uh don't forget about the i love job shorts shirts oh yeah i love job shorts i love love, love, love. and uh (laughs) with that because i can't speak english job talks out